It's back, people. The NWSL regular season kicks off this weekend with 12 teams vying for silverware. 2022 was a wildly eventful year for the league in so many ways. 2023 is already shaping up to be an eventful year, too, though hopefully in wholly positive ways. There's a World Cup coming up and a new TV deal ahead for the NWSL. Oh, and a bunch of actual soccer games in the league my name is Joe Lowry, and welcome to the Backyield Show. On today's episode, I'm joined by Backyield.com's very own Ariana Cascone to chat about what we should expect in the NWSL this year. We're talking about trophy favorites, players to watch, big offseason moves, and teams, players, and coaches who are flying under the radar. We run through everything in less than 10 minutes because here at Backyield, that's just what we do. Now, let's get to it and talk soccer. <laughs> I'm now joined by Ariana Cascone. Ariana, thanks for coming on the show. How are you? And, and second of all, how are you preparing for the NWSL season? Do you have your eyelids peeled open, ready to consume all the soccer? Have you been training them to stay open on their own without blinking? Like, where are you at in this process right now? Yes, I have been sleeping a lot so that I can, um, <laughs> I will be able to stay awake and watch all the games. No, I'm so excited for this season. Um, it has been way too long without NWSL, and I cannot believe that we're just days away from kickoff for the 2023 season. We're close, people. We're very, very close. So we're going to touch on a number of different categories today to help folks get ready for the start of the regular season. But Ariana, I want to start with this one, trophy favorites, whether it's the Shield or the, or the championship trophy at the end of the year. For you, which teams are bound for success in 2023 and, and why? Yeah, so this might be a little bit of a boring answer for longtime NWSL watchers, but the OL Reign are really high on my list this year. Um, they're returning a lot of players that were successful last year. They have a proven NWSL coach and Laura Harvey leading them and just a lot of consistency that I think will serve them well. And they're probably really pissed about losing in the playoffs in the first round back-to-back -back season. So they want to redeem themselves a little bit and maybe 2023 is their year. Anger, motivation, right <laughs> exactly. here, folks. Un undefeated. That never goes wrong for anyone. Okay, so that's certainly a trophy favorite to watch this year. I want to fly under the radar a little bit, and we're going to do that throughout this episode. What's an under-the-radar team that maybe has a chance to be, if not a trophy favorite, to be better than people think they're going to be? Yeah, I think that one's going to be the Houston Dash. So they were really successful last season, so they were finishing to host a playoff game. And that was their first ever appearance in the postseason. So doing that, you know, by hosting is pretty great. And they did that when they went through three head coaches. So James Clarkson, Sarah Loudon, and Juan Carlos Amaros. So I'm excited for them this season because they'll have longtime OL Reign assistant Sam Lady leading them. And I think having some semblance of consistency the entire season, sort of like what I was saying about the rain, will be really good for the Dash. So I think they'll contend for sure. Are there key players to watch for the Dash? We'll get to key players in the league in general in, in just a second, but you know, a player that you think is particularly integral to their success? Yeah, I think Maria Sanchez. So she is uh, you know, a winger that is just sort of like dances on on the edges of the pitch, sending balls in, um, burning players left and right, and she's so much fun to watch and now she has her Mexican international teammate, Deanna Ordonez, on the team. So I'm really excited to see them link up for the Dash this season. Okay, so you mentioned Ordonez there, who came from, as far as I can recall, 
the North Carolina Courage. Let's move into the worst team section, Ariana. <laughs> You've written some for Backfield already. And, and from what I've read, uh, you have certain opinions about which teams might not be so good. Are the Courage your pick for sort of early season worst team favorite? They absolutely are. Um, it pains me to say it in a way, but Dabinia, Abir Seg, those are two big names that will not be on the Courage roster this year. And they're in the midst of a complete rebuild. I, I do think the Courage are going to have a rough time this season. They've signed a lot of players who have never played in the NWSL before. Um, and they signed all four of their draft picks. So it will be interesting to see if Sean Nehas, the head coach, can have this team come together. But I am pretty low on North Carolina going into the season. Why? Can you explain to to listeners sort of why Dabinia left North Carolina. She had become, in my mind, synonymous with that club, now will be with the Kansas City Current for this 2023 season after moving in free agency. What what happened? Was it a matter of the Current being able to offer more money, or is there something else at play here? I know that Kansas City is building, you know, the first ever women's soccer-specific stadium in the country, and that will debut in 2024. And they have really amazing facilities in KC. I think that was really attractive for Dabinia, and she, you know was getting paid what she is worth. And she's like, all right, see you later, North Carolina, Kansas City, here I come. <laughs> Such is the free agency life. Okay, so we, we at North Carolina as your sort of clear and obvious worst team heading into this year. Let's do the under the radar worst team, a team that you think could be sneakily bad, which is not something that I guess anybody wants to be, but I want to hear your take on this. Yeah, I think it might be Washington Spirit. So I this is probably a hot take because they still have – star power like Ashley Sanchez, Trinity Rodman, Ashley Hatch, right? Some really great attackers. But Mark Parsons was appointed head coach, and one of his first moves was to send Emily Sonnet just to the OL Reign. And she was one of the, the defenders that anchored the back line that won the championship in 2021. And now the Spirit really don't have much of a defense, and they're sort of retooling other players to train in defensive roles. So this could be either a really brilliant experiment that pans out wonderfully or we'll all be like, well, what's, why did you trade away defenders? And now you don't have any, and now you're really bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, let's move from something that could turn out very, very poorly to the biggest move of the offseason. I, I want to know from you, Ariana, who is that big player move? We talked about Dabinia. You can pick her or somebody else. Yeah. So for this one, I was going to say Dabinia. I think that's an obvious choice. So Kansas City's midfield in the NWSL championship was largely outplayed by Portland. And I think they went out in the offseason and they said, this is never going to happen to us again. So they signed, of course, they signed Dabinia, but also Vanessa DiBernardo, Morgan Gatra. So those are some two big names in just NWSL midfields in general. And of course, they have Lola Bonta and Desiree Scott returning. Dubinia, in the context of all of the other midfield moves Kansas City made, makes her the biggest move in the offseason. She's an absolute superstar in this league. Ariana, I want to dive to the other side here. Give me an under-the-radar player to watch or an under-the-radar move of the offseason, however you want to go with this question. Yeah, my under-the-radar player is probably Messiah Bright. So she was drafted in the second round. I say that she's under the radar in a way because I think she was projected to be selected a little bit higher than the second round. So she was drafted at a TCU. She played and started in over 100 games at TCU, and she scored 50 goals and recorded 17 assists. So she's a proven forward in the NCAA level, and I'm excited to see what she can do in the NWSL, especially given that uh, Orlando actually just signed her to a three-year contract. So I think they're seeing some potential there. Maybe she'll prove that she should have been taken sooner. 
That's some actual stability there. I love that. Okay, our last set of categories is on the coaching side. Ariana, for you, the best coach in the NWSL coming into the 2023 season. Yeah, so coming into this season, I think it might have to be Casey Stoney. During the regular season last year, San Diego never fell out of playoff position, and then they were actually in contention for the Shield until the very end. So I think that's really impressive because it was her first year, and then she retained a lot of her roster, and I don't see a sophomore slump coming for Casey Stoney. I think she's going to prove why she was able to be so successful in her first season again. Love it. Okay, so Stoney's the the coach to watch. Give me one under-the-radar coach who you think is maybe a little bit better than they currently get credit for before we wrap this thing up. I think it might be Seb Hines of the Orlando Pride. So there's been a ton of turnover in Orlando, and Seb Hines took over last season. But now he's no longer the interim head coach. He's just the head coach. And I think they made some really smart moves in the offseason. They drafted some really excited exciting players headlined by Emily Madrill. I think the pride might be better than they have been in previous years. And so Seb Hines is going to be a big reason why. Ariana Cascone. Folks, you can find Ariana's work at backheel.com in addition to a couple of other wonderful places around the internet. There'll also be a link to follow Ariana in the show notes of this episode. For now, that's all we've got. If you enjoyed, you can scroll up or down in the Backheel Show feed for more American soccer coverage or you can head over to backheel.com and subscribe. We'll talk to you again very soon. 